Hey friends, it's Ashley and Jana. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. May the 4th is upon us, and that means we can finally talk about the Bad Batch premiere. Filoni and the team wasted zero time getting to the action and even dropped an epic Easter egg very early on. So here is your spoiler warning if you've not watched the Bad Batch yet. Before we get into the breakdown, if you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you are listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You do not need to be a girl to join, only a geek. All right. Bad Batch Episode 1. Not only was it epic, it was like 70 minutes long. Yes. I I was like, hello, come to mama. Super exciting. We had a special treat and got to actually watch it a little bit early. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments. Maybe each of our favorite Bad Batch clones. Yes, that's, that's good. I love these okay. guys. <laughs> I'm like, they're super funny. And I actually, you know, with the exception of maybe one, I actually kind of like them all. Yes, but I think the one that you're referring to is, I don't think you're supposed to like him. Yeah, I mean, no, probably not. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I, yeah, so it's it's fine. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Walker, right? Like we're not really supposed to like him. <laughs> yes, but I'm sure there'll be somebody on the internet defending this guy, just like they defended Walker because the internet. <sighs> Anyway, let's get into it. We are going to do a breakdown. And when I say we, I really mean Ashley because she's the baller breakdown queen. Let's do it. All right. So this episode's called Aftermath and it picks up right at the tail end of the Clone Wars. It actually has the intro. So if you've ever watched Star Wars, the Clone Wars, you'll know like there's that announcer that's previously, you know, it's like on Coruscant, blah, 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 blah. So it starts off that way with the narrator discussing what's been going on. So Palpatine just had the quote-unquote attempt on his life that was thwarted. Uh, Obi-Wan has chased General Grievous away, and we end up on the planet Collar with Depa Balaba and her Padawan, Caleb Doom, which, full stop, Caleb Doom, if you don't remember, is Kanan Jarrus. And all the Rebels fans screamed, shouted, and celebrated. That was that was a pretty <laughs> exciting moment. I was like, ooh, ooh, I know who that is. Yes. And Freddie Prince Jr. was back to do his voice. So that was also mm-hmm. awesome. Also uh, love that but so the, much. But the moment of, oh, I don't know, excitement, I guess, uh, didn't last too long because Order 66 <laughs> – comes in but before that i should say before that we get awesome caleb doom he's gone to get them some help because they're surrounded by separatist armies and she goes where's the where's the whole like unit and he's like oh it's five guys and they're like five guys and he's like yeah but they're really awesome (laughs) enter the bad batch aka clone force 99 they are a group of deviant clones so they don't follow the same makeup they all have enhanced abilities and they come in and do what they do as hunter says (laughs) the battle seems to be going well they kind of push back the separatist army uh tech is like oh according to my calculations tech is the smart one guys so according to his calculations and the calm chatter he's picked up 
He's like, they're not going to need us soon. Obi-Wan's going to take out Grievous. Everything's going to be fine. The war is going to be over. However, we hear Palpatine execute Order 66. Now, the Bad Batch is impervious to the Order due to their deviance in their genetics. For some reason, and we learn a little bit later, those um, deviations in their genes has somehow lessened the impact of the chip. One of them, however, still kind of feels like he needs to follow orders, but he doesn't snap to it mindlessly, so to speak. Right. The Bad Batch are kind of blown away. Like, what is happening, right? They have no idea why these clones have turned on, you know, their Jedi masters, friends, generals. Caleb runs away. He faces off with Hunter. Hunter does not want to hurt him. However, Crosshair does. Crosshair wants to take out this order because a good soldier follows orders. Mm -hmm. But this is the Bad Batch. They're not about orders. They're about (laughs) results, not orders. Yeah. They're just there to complete a mission and go about their day. Exactly. (laughs) But they're not mindless, right? So Hunter's like, "Why? this is weird. He's a kid. And so Caleb ends up escaping. Hunter lies, says that he fell. Crosshair, of course, doesn't believe him. That was it was pretty sad to watch that happen. I mean, we obviously knew what happened to Caleb's master based on Star Wars Rebels and Kanan kind of talking about it. It also shows his distrust for clones having been long rooted in the fact that this is what happened to his master. Right. So the Bash returns to Camino. That is the planet where the clones are made. Okay. And they learn that the war is over. Inside the barracks, Hunter and Crosshair continue to disagree over following or not following orders, specifically in this case, Order 66. Echo and the others, however, agree with Hunter. None of this makes sense to them. And Crosshair doesn't really have an argument for why it makes sense. He just says, good soldiers follow orders. Like, he's just kind of like, it's an order. We're supposed to do this. You didn't do it. Yeah, he doesn't even understand why. He's just arguing that it has to happen because that's what good soldiers do. And the rest of them are like, yeah, no, dude. <laughs> yes. Echo reveals that the natives to Camino are the ones that, you know, built the droid. They kind of look like those long-necked giraffe-looking uh, alien species. And he's like, yeah, well, they're kind of pre-programmed to follow orders. And the other guys are like, but it didn't work on us. And he's like, yeah, our, our DNA is different. And so this is the bat. We'll, we'll introduce the bad batch now. So you have Hunter. He's the leader. He has increased senses. Wrecker has increased strength. Tech has intelligence, crosshair shooting abilities. And Echo, if you remember Echo, he's actually from the Clone Wars. And although he was originally a reg, as the bad batch calls the other clone troopers, he was damaged after the battle in Skako Minor and he was alive. He's alive because Anakin devised a plan to rescue him along with Captain Rex. And they kind of, he's now more man than machine, essentially. So that's why it didn't right. work on him either. A general assembly is called where Emperor Palpatine's address from Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, is played. This is actual audio from the film with Ian McDermott reprising his role as Palpatine. So gotta love when they, you know, keep it in the universe. The Imperial March can be heard in this scene playing in the background. You know, the Bad Batch, they're kind of like, okay, the war's over, but this doesn't, they're still like confused about Order 66 and why it had to happen. And, you know, again, like the other clones are like cheering in unison 
and Echo and Tech are kind of like, and you didn't think they're mind like controlled? Like, look at these guys. The Bad Batch are the only ones kind of just like not doing that. They're like, what's going on? Well, and I love they're like walking in the hallway when they first land their ship. And was it Tech that ran into the clone trooper on purpose? And he was like, oh, no, they seem the same way they always do. Yes. (laughs) So the Bad Batch is treated poorly by the other clones, despite the fact that the Bad Batch is more powerful than a typical clone. Right. But okay. They're so funny. (laughs) Yes. In the hallway, the Bad Batch meets Omega. She is a young girl who is an assistant to Lama Sue, who's one of the um, people, <laughs> I can't say their name, that live on Camino. the people that have engineered these clones. Omega is the only female clone in existence. That is important to note. General Tarkin arrives because they don't need the clones anymore. The prime minister of the planet convinces him to observe the clones in action before cutting off the program. What he ends up observing is a food fight in the mess hall. Omega starts it after <laughs> the one of the reg clones makes fun of the bad batch and calls them the sad batch. Like, yes. oh, wow. Sick burn clone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are we in middle school? Because I think that's just what happened. I right. felt like it was seventh graders throwing food at each other and seventh yes. grade level torts. Yes. So Omega throws the first food, then they kind of get involved, but then Wrecker comes in with like a whole plate and then it's just a free for all brawl, which is hilarious, actually. I've always wanted to be in a food fight, but like one. No, it's actually the worst. I was in the crossfire of a food fight in sixth grade and it's gross. But maybe because you were in the crosshairs, maybe if you were like one on the outside, it would have been more fun. I mean, maybe. Like if you were the one shucking food at somebody. I'm pretty scrappy and I just don't want to wear food. I don't know. I guess it depends on the food. Yeah. But it was kind of funny. I mean, you know, and to be honest, it was really sweet that she wanted to be like, dude, she's like, apologize to my friends. (laughs) And I was like, wow, dude, like you are truly the lonely little wallflower in middle school who's trying to, you know, make friends with the, typically it would be the popular kids, but they clearly are not the popular kids. Echo gets knocked out and he ends up in the medical bay where in another funny moment, the medical droid reveals that he and the other clones are quote, genetically defective. They already know this. They know they don't, their DNA does not match the other ones. And so the medical droid is like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Bad news for you. (laughs) And they just kind of look at each other like, and... And the droid is like, um, I'm going to give you some time to process this. Right. <laughs> it's like. So tech, tech is oh. like, I'd say we were more deviant than defective. Yes. It's so funny. Uh, they end up leaving the medical bay to answer a summons. What they thought was going to be the prime minister actually turns out to be a battle simulation per Tarkin's orders. Tarkin wants to observe Clone Force 99 in action. Now, it starts out like a normal battle simulation. They have stun rounds in their guns, or the droids are shooting stun rounds as well. Tarkin orders live rounds to be used because he wants to see how formidable this group is. Now, while no one's thrilled about this, the Bad Batch does what they do best, and they figured it out working as a team to still win the day. Tarkin, however, is still concerned about this group specifically because they don't like to follow orders. And he reveals that someone in the batch filed a counter report to the report that both 
the Jedi and her Padawan were killed on collar. I wonder who filed that report. Gee, who could it have been? Who was huh. mad that the the boy wasn't dead? We don't look across when people die. We look down. Exactly. <laughs> so, to prove their loyalty, he sends them on a mission to eliminate a group of insurgents. Omega warns Hunter that Tarkin should not be trusted and that Kamino is dangerous now for both her and them. The insurgents end up being a group of civilians that includes children. Hunter refuses to attack. Crosshair presses him to do so. Mm -hmm. Hunter says stand down. Crosshair again refuses. But they end up being surrounded by a group of the quote unquote insurgents that they came to defeat. The group's leader is Saw Gerrera again. So if you've been around, Saw Gerrera, Star Wars Rebels, Saw Gerrera, Rogue One, and the Clone Wars. I was very happy to see Saw show up. I was too. So he tells the Batch that they're being hunted because they refuse to fight for this new empire. He also tells them the Clone Wars may be over, but the Civil War has just begun. Hunter leaves the group alone. However, a probe droid catches it all. And before they eliminate it, it had managed to send a message to Tarkin. Tech reveals to the group Omega is an enhanced clone, just like the Bad Batch. He also figured that that was obvious. He wasn't sure why they didn't already figure that out on their own. But that's Tech, right? He's just so smart. He's like, dude, it was obvious. And they're like... Wrecker's all like, what's obvious? <laughs> like, I don't know. I love that guy. I do too. He's like a child himself, but just like. He really, tired. he truly is. He wants to just blow things up all day and play with explosives and. And then yeah, hug, his, uh, hug his doll at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His, is it a Tuka? It's a Tuka doll. Yes. Named Lola. Don't forget. Yes. That, that doll Lola. has a name. <laughs> That's It's true. <laughs> So they get back to Kamino because Hunter's determined to rescue Omega and to get off that planet. However, they're captured. Everybody saw that coming. I'll give that one to Crosshair. And he's like, like expected. I'm <laughs> like, yes, of course. <laughs> so they're in a holding cell. Omega's also locked up with them. So that's convenient. She's already there where they need her to be. She knows that Crosshair is going to betray them. She asks him not to, but also tells him that she understands that it's not his fault because he can't help it. This, to me, means Omega is very much aware of the inhibitor chip and what it does in the clones. Tarkin orders Crosshair chip to be intensified so he can be controlled again. So they put, they take him out of the cell and they put him in this machine and it kind of, it's like Bucky Barnes getting his mind wiped. It like, you know, zaps the area, I guess, that the chip is in to intensify the control the chip has. Since it seems that his isn't as malfunctioning, isn't as, isn't malfunctioning as much as the other ones are. Because ding, 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 he's the one that filed the report. He's also the one that wanted to take out the insurgents, despite the fact that they were mostly children and elderly people. So that's Tarkin's kind of guy, you know, yeah, for real. no soul. So, while that's happening, the Batch and Omega devise a plan to escape. They get out, and they go to look for Crosshair. However, Crosshair finds them, and he's now working for Tarkin. Unfortunately, that means he's their enemy, and we all know he's a perfect shot, so this is not good for our group. 
However, after some battling, they finally escape with the help of Lama Sue on the side. I believe that she wanted Omega to get off the planet because she knew something was going to happen. And that's why she let them leave. I agree with that. And I mean, she does tell the prime minister that Omega has escaped as well, but he refuses. He doesn't want like word of that really to get out because they don't trust Tarkin either. I mean, anybody right. who's smart, right? They Nobody trusts Tarkin. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> no. But yeah, so she was jamming the thing as the, um, basically jamming the frequency. So as the clones were trying to close the bay door, she was keeping them open. So the ship escapes. And Omega managed to save Lola, Wrecker's doll, which I thought was super sweet. I mean, how would the poor guy sleep again without it? Come on. Because literally that's what he was looking for. So all their (laughs) stuff had been moved out of their barracks into the hangar bay because, you know, that's also convenient when you're escaping. But whatever. Clones aren't smart. And (laughs) they're going through their stuff. They're getting their armor back on after being in the prison cell. And Wrecker is clearly looking for something that's not his armor and not like a blaster. And it's definitely the doll. Um, So yay, Omega. Omega saved it. So sweet. It ends with Hunter plotting a course to J-19, an outer rim planet where a friend of theirs, which they do make mention that there are very few of those, (laughs) a friend of theirs happens to be living and that he might be able to help them now that they are naturally fugitives, deserters, wanted men. And that's where we end with Aftermath. And it's a pretty awesome, like I'd say it's a pretty awesome premiere. We get action kind of at the bookends. Yes. And action in the middle. And then what grounds Star Wars in, in the world and what, people love about it is that there's there's an emotional bit too and so it already begins to to tell that story yeah if you don't know anything about what's going on you still get enough of a little tie-in to kind of bring you up to speed i mean obviously there's a lot more you need to really be up to speed but it gives you a quick background of like what's happening with the empire and right essentially you don't need to be like the star wars fan that's seen everything and read everything no they they spoon feed it to you enough that you know what's going on without having to have watched the Clone Wars. Or even if you've watched the prequels maybe once and then you swore those off. Like, you know, they'll <laughs> remind you of what you needed to know. Palpatine <laughs> like, obviously like lied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, did that fall out of my mouth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sure did. It fell right out of your mouth. But the series is created by Filoni and we we trust Dave Filoni with <laughs> we, we stand everything. Dave <laughs> we do yeah. stand Dave and Brad Round, Jennifer Corbett they've done an amazing job here with the premiere and yeah I'm just glad we can finally talk about it because I love these guys I love them more each time I watch it agreed I love everything Dave Filoni has ever put out like his stuff is just so good can he just have his hands in everything Star Wars he's like the Kevin of Star Wars. Yes. Yes, he really is. Yeah, I I love it too cuz I I feel like we're going to get a lot of stuff um made canon in this mm-hmm. show like he kind of did with the Mandalorian. Yep. You know, he's just going to put stuff in there. I mean, there's a rumor that we're going to see Mace Windu actually survive his fall. So mm. that way it'll be canon. I'm yep. just saying. I love Dave cuz he'll work stuff in there. 
that was in like a video game or from the 90s oh, yeah. and he'll be like yes this works right here mm-hmm. so yeah no, I well yeah his excited. his knowledge bank is just ridiculously vast like oh for sure I mean, it has to be, and he's worked on so many properties, but yes, like the, the things where he'll tie in, you know, just this little snippet from something that was maybe not even a property he worked on. And you're like, wow, dude, really? Yes. <laughs> like, where did that come from? I seriously And then, yeah, like hope- you said, with the video, and you're like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I seriously hope we see some of Lethal, just because I know he loves to put a loaf cat in the show. There's yes. a loaf cat in Mandalorian. So. Yep. I hope we make it to Lothal. I hope we see more of our Rebels friends. And, you know, it's Dave Filoni, so I feel like Ahsoka might be Uh somewhere. I would say if there's a chance for her to pop in, she would. Yes. And as we were talking the other day with our friend Megan, as much as I love Rosario Dawson in general, this, I hope, would be an opportunity for them to use Ashley Eckstein's voice as Ahsoka because... I mean, it would she make sense Ahsoka. because she... <laughs> I'm, she's the animated voice. I mean, she is Ahsoka. Yes, they, she is. It would, I'd have to stab somebody if they didn't use her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm not editing that out, by the way. <laughs> okay. Well, you do you then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a pretend threat, right? Like, it's not really going to happen, but like, I mean, I have to use her. Oh, for sure. Yes, so I'm really excited to see how many episodes of this are we getting? Do you remember? Um, I Do we think have a number. I yet? saw 14. Okay, I was like, I feel like I've, I feel like I saw a number, but I think I have so many random Disney Plus shows in my head right now, and other like Netflix series that I honestly can't keep them all straight. Like, I need a cheat sheet in front of me. Like, I'm wondering if they're going to double them up so it doesn't run in with Loki. Or if we'll just get Loki and oh. Bad Batch on Friday, starting in June. How crazy would that be? That would be a lot for us nerds, but I'm I'm up for that challenge if that's what they want to do. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling they're going to double up and not run into because they'll want Loki to stand on his own. I'm sure. I I mean I kind of think they would. I mean, quite frankly, girl, I don't have time to do Loki and Bad Batch on Fridays. There are not enough hours in my day. That's true. And honestly, it's because we put so much effort into like thinking about these things. My brain would be like, I can't think about both. You have to pick one. (laughs) I will say, though, at least this tends to lend itself to a few less theories than some of the Marvel stuff we do. True. It's not to say that this couldn't go down a path like that, but I feel like some of these things are a little less, you know, rabbit holy than the, the Marvel content. True. But it's still breakdowns and discussions and podcasts and writing and, you know, chatting with a million people about. I was going to say, and texting. The show. And- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But it's just not maybe as many rabbit hole deep dives of like randomness that you're researching and theses on. True. You know which character it could be and if it's Mephesto or, you know, because he might show up here too. Who knows? Stop it. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, I'm really excited for the rest of the show. It was This was a great premiere. At least we don't have to wait as long. So to true. To get episode three. Because like, you know, with WandaVision, 
we got the first three episodes early. So then we had to so wait like a month true. to see a new one. Mm-hmm. And um, that was Fal- brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Falcon so and Winter bad. Soldier. It wasn't bad. But yeah, this isn't so bad. So the premiere is obviously out today on May 4th. And episode two drops Friday, May 7th. And then going forward, they'll they'll drop on Fridays. On Fridays, yeah. As we were used to. So we don't have as long to wait. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not so bad at all. It's true. I think before we wrap this up, we should share who our favorite Bad Batch member is. Um, For sure. Although I suspect by the time we put this out, people who follow us will probably have seen a hint of that on Instagram, is my guess. Yes. But we can still share. <laughs> yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? So I, I doesn't matter. I can go first if you want. I love, I, well, I love them all. I think we kind of talked about that. And as I've watched yeah, it, they, they grow on me like more. Except for that on the, one. Except for the one, obviously. <laughs> Crosshair, bye. Um, but the other guys, bye, like, yo. they, I think it really depends on the situation. Because sometimes the situation, I have a different favorite. But I love, love, love Wrecker. I think mm-hmm. just because he's like. I mean, come on. His name is Wrecker. He just wrecks things. It's like, I'm going to smash yeah. stuff, you know? Like, how do you not like that? But I also love Hunter because he's, you know, the leader. And he definitely gives me Mandalorian vibes, especially how he treats Omega. So that, like, strong, silent type, reluctant parent. Yeah. But, like, kick butt. And he's got a really cool tattoo. You know, I kind of like that. Like <laughs> he does have a cool tattoo. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's who I would pick. But I do like them all. Yeah, and it is kind of hard to choose. So, like, I do agree. Like, I like Hunter because he's very – he's got that leadership type and he just kind of gets it done. And I do like the way that he interacts with Omega and it's very kind of father-like but not in a, like, weird, creepy way. But there's just this kind of – you can tell he cares but he doesn't really know how to care. He like, uh, which is, I don't know. I like it. He's, he, he shouldn't care because that's just sort of like what or who he is, but he does. And so I think that kind of also speaks to his level of like, I'll call it humanity, but he's a clone. So that's weird. But the level of like, I guess, deviant or a defectiveness in his clone, right? Because like normally he shouldn't care at all because he doesn't have that kind of capacity, but he does. Right. But Wrecker, I just think is hysterical. Hysterical. Like he's this just big lovable goof. All he wants to do is blow stuff up all day. You know, he just interjects these random kind of fun lines where he's like, oh, he's like, great, back to explosive time. Or, you know, yes. he's like, I haven't played with whatever in, you know, ages. And he's like, I get to, you know, back to what we're doing. I get to pack this and do whatever. And he's like, oh, we're using live stuff this time? Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, like, why? Uh, like, you're so goofy, but I super love you. And the fact that he sleeps with a stuffed animal just kills me. It makes me laugh so hard. Lola. Um, Lola. Yes, yes. His stuffed animal is named Lola. I mean, you have to just, say Lola because I, I feel like he name. would be really sad if he heard us talking. You're right. Like, but her it, yeah, is Lola. He, he probably right. He probably would, which is just another reason that he's like adorable in like a 
teddy bear kind of way. Like, I just, I love him. He's so funny. Mm-hmm. So I think because of like the funny factor, I just, I adore him. But like tech, super smart and still like really funny and echo. Like they're all, and they interact together so well. Like they mix their personalities all just kind of fit together so well. I do. I love them all. But yeah, I think Wrecker's my my top. Hunter's my second favorite. Yeah, for sure. And I really need to find out where to find a Tuga Lola doll. Uh, for real. Are there some at Galaxy's Edge? If there's not, I, you know, there should be. Yeah. I honestly don't know if there's a Tuga there or not. I mean, we have a loaf cap, but not a... I don't recall specifically seeing a Tuga. I don't know. Definitely not one. I guess we'll have to add that to our list of things to do when we go. Yes. I was going to say they might have a Tuga, but for sure, I've not seen one with a Lola tag on it. No. And I don't think they are red and black either. His is red and black. No. They might have had like a bluish one or something. Maybe they'll make a Lola now. I sure hope so. That we have the Bad Batch. You know, I'm just make my mom make one and be like, mom, I need you to make me this. Just make me like a 2D stuffed animal. Like it doesn't have to be a, you know, like a flat one. It doesn't have to be like fancy. There you go. And if you want to go back just real quick before we say bye and see where these guys kind of got their start, it's season seven of the Clone Wars, The Bad Batch. That's what the episode's called. So you can check that out. It's on Disney+. Plus. Thank you so much, friends, for joining us for this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time as we talk about all the fun, geeky goodness. And you know where to find us if you would like to tag us in anything breaking and exciting. That Ashley Aaron and Whiskey and Sunshine on Twitter. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.